0: Welcome you guys to another episode of Bikini Things. I have an amazing guest with me today. Um, I have one of my favorite trainers from UFC Costa Mesa. Welcome Silken.
1: Hi, how are you?
0: Do you like to just introduce yourself, give like a your 30 second elevator speech? My th- <laughs> <Or> <laughs>
1: Who you minute. are? <laughs> Hi, I'm Silken Kennedy. Um, I am one of the coaches at the UFC gym Costa Mesa. Um, gosh, I... I don't, even, I don't even know what to say. Okay. So I'll, I'll pick up the intro. So Silken teaches
0: a booty boot camp class at UFC Costa Mesa. Shout out if you're in Orange County. Hey. Usually Saturdays at noon. Um, and they announce them on their social media page. And number one, she's in great shape, has a great <laughs> booty, and definitely knows what she's talking about. I've done the booty boot camp, and it's amazing. And just, I think, great positive energy. And um, so, I, yeah, I just definitely wanted to get you on the podcast, number one, because glutes is like such a huge topic for right. beginning competitors we love talking about our butts we love building butts we love training legs and you know that you know about that but also i just saw you as like a strong fit female thank that you. i could reach out to and see if you're interested in, in sitting down with me
1: of course and i so, appreciate that so yeah. much thank you yeah, you're welcome. thanks for interesting in me <laughs>
0: yeah no I'm, ex- I'm excited um so i'd love to just talk a little bit about you your background and then we can geek out on booty building, training styles, all kinds of good stuff. For sure. Um, from there. And and we were talking a little bit before we got started about um, what I'm doing. And, and you know, I want to pick your brain on what type of training style you do and what your diet's like. And I'm oh, happy to share, too, because I'm about a week away from being done with my competition season. So exciting. Yeah. So exciting. Yeah. What the reverse diet looks like and what the, what the training plan after that looks like.
1: Of course. So... Well, so I kind of got into fitness probably – well, see, I kind of dance around this this whole like when you got into fitness thing because mm-hmm. I feel like I've been like fit and active my entire life. Uh-huh. I mean, my mom put me in dance classes as young as two years old. Like literally as I was walking, I was dancing around. Um, and so I think that just me having all of that energy, my parents were like, what can she get into next kind of thing? Um so you know what has evolved from dance classes to you know volleyball basketball running track um and then kind of as I graduated getting into um really just like the bodybuilding style lifting and and building your perfect physique or or what you would want to be yeah. your perfect physique yeah um and i i'd say it's been let's see 12 almost for almost five years since I like truly delve into the fitness industry and kind of like started my brand. Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> yeah. So four or five years as a trainer,
1: Mm-mm. officially
0: Mm-mm.
1: or no. Four or five years, kind of getting myself into the you know okay. what would be the, my best shape. Okay. And then as far as training goes, I'm um, just over two years. Okay. So awesome. professionally telling people what yeah. to do nice. <laughs> for two years. Nice.
0: So what like you say four to five years when you started really getting into your best shape, what kicked off that transition or like what was going on in your life at that time? Like, what did that look like?
1: Um, funny story. I think that it, it all kind of stemmed from a breakup. And, um, I, I was kind of just in a, a point where sports was my life. And then, you know, I, I graduated and was in a relationship and then that kind of took a interesting end And I sat there in my room thinking to myself, you know, what's next? What do I do? What do I still currently have control over? And I think that that right there was like, oh, you know, you can control your health, what you put in your body, what you do on the daily, you know, whether that be living an incredibly active lifestyle or eating donuts all the time, you know, that that was kind of my pivotal moment where I was like, okay, it's time for me to take charge of my life, of myself. Mm -hmm. And see what I can truly do plus I mean I I'd say that Instagram has kind of brought fitness into a lot of people's lives just because it's such a a large platform that you can yeah um, reach a lot of people on by the way shameless plug Silk and Smooth on Instagram yeah you you have an amazing and another
0: compliment amazing Instagram handle Silk and Smooth
1: (laughs) Uh, thank you. Thank you so much. Thanks, Mom and Dad, for naming yeah. me Silken so I could do that. Yeah. It was probably
0: annoying as a little
1: kid, but for Instagram, played uh,
0: well. played to your you, favor. Thank you so much.
1: I joke that it's kind of just a, a – uh, I was born into having an icebreaker as a name. Mm-hmm. People were like, oh, Silken, where, where is that from? What are yeah. you named after? Yada, yada. But Yeah. Um, but, yeah. yes, the Silken Smooth, that was actually – a friend of mine was, like, kind of – we're – I think it was – the beginning of Instagram and I kind of had just like my regular name and then as we were I don't even know what we were doing one day she was like you know it'd be really funny if your Instagram was silk and smooth I was like that's actually a really good idea let's yeah. change it and uh, through the last few years it's it's really stuck out so nice. I like it.
0: and you have great stuff on there so for people looking for some fitspo or some good like workout videos stuff like that like you put your content is great
1: Thank you. I love looking
0: at it. Um, Appreciate it. I try to keep up with it. Yeah. So (laughs) people should definitely, definitely check that out. Um, when you were starting this transformative time in your life, did you have an initial goal or something you were shooting for? I mean, you said you were kind of like looking at Instagram or maybe just paying attention to it. Did you have something that you wanted for yourself?
1: In the beginning? No, I really didn't. It was kind of just an overall, um, trying to be healthy. I, I didn't even really know what that, um, looked like because I mean, in you know, back in the day when I was um, playing organized sports and, and kind of living that active lifestyle, in no way was my health uh, matching that. It would, it would be, you know, I would go to track practice, I would come home and eat cheese quesadillas and you oh, know, yeah. like drink chocolate uh-huh. milk and like do eat whatever I wanted to. I mean, I was obviously a lot younger at that time, but yeah. still, it's just, it hadn't um, the, the full circle health, fitness, wellness hadn't quite come around yet. It was more just like, all right, um, I want to be in healthy, fit shape, whatever that may be. Um, and then kind of as I started working out, um, just, I'd say that I'm a product of my, of my environment. And I, um, I started kind of lifting around some, uh, physique competitors, some, some bodybuilding, just like competitors. And I, so I saw their style of lifting and I tried that, uh, mm-hmm. you know, put my foot in there and and kind of tried that out. And then as I um, kind of grew over the years and went to different gyms and just tried, a, you know, a little bit of everything, um, I've done CrossFit, I've done bodybuilding, I've done what most people would call functional training, you know, uh, kettlebell work and things like that. And I'd say that as the years went on, my fitness has just become just that—like little bits of everything. You know, I've tried Pilates, I've done yoga, yeah. like all sorts of different things. Yeah, I just like being active and and moving myself around. And
0: awesome. I don't know where I'm going with this. No, that's a good. It's I think that's a good approach to it. Thank um, you. Especially for you know, my perspective is you know, I actually like I am certified in Pilates. I've done a lot of the other oh, stuff. Like girl. I, I love TRX. Like I've had periods of time where. I wasn't necessarily, like, doing powerlifting-type workouts, but Mm -hmm, I still love mm -hmm. to squat and deadlift a ton, and I'm not really doing that right now. Like, I'm very kind of siloed in a lot of ways Mm -hmm, in terms of what my mm -hmm. workouts are. So I think having a balance is a nice – it's a nice approach approach to fitness because competitors, we do really, I think, get super laser-focused on what exactly we're doing, how much steady-state cardio we're doing – you know, how a lot of how we're work. splitting up our body parts mm-hmm. and, and it's like we'll refuse to do anything else because, or especially on prep, like I won't do anything else because right. I'm like, no, this is what I should be doing or what I need to do. You have a,
1: you have an equation and you're just trying to exactly. go through, you know, get it done. And, exactly. And I, I, I salute you, you know, my hat is off to these bikini competitors who, um, I wouldn't say Risk isn't the word, but sacrifice so much just mm-hmm. to get into that you know, know. peak level of fitness. <laughs> yeah, and I mean, I'm I'm really truly I think it's amazing. I've, I've not ever delved into that kind of realm, mm-hmm. um, but watching it happen is is I mean, yeah, golf clap to you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well,
0: even then, it's just I think it's really cool because, like you said, with Instagram making such a difference or bringing fitness into so many people's lives. I think it's made a huge difference in terms of female fitness Mm, and mm -hmm, female mm -hmm. weightlifting. Because that was something a few years ago, I feel like it was still very taboo to see girls lifting weights. Um, Like, I really got into fitness. My my story is a little bit like yours, where I think my fitness journey was a little bit precipitated by a breakup because I had a bad breakup that caused me to gain about 10 to 15 pounds that I'd Mm -hmm. never had before. Mm -hmm. Because I stopped exercising. I ate every refined carbohydrate right, inside right. and I got a little skinny fat and so immediately my reaction was like I need to get in shape I don't right. feel comfortable I've, I've always got soft yeah, yeah. And I'm just I was never I've always been a thin person so it was like I was completely out of my comfort zone for the first time in my life Of like what is this I'm not used to this mm-hmm. um and so finally in grad school I tried I tried going back to running I was a cross-country runner in high school just cardio wasn't doing it. So mm-hmm. once I started lifting weights, when I first started grad school, I had free time. So I started lifting and, and I started doing cardio and I was kind mm-hmm. of food journaling. Weight was dropping off of me. I was building muscle, you know, muscle tone, I guess, that I hadn't had before. And I was like, wow, this is this is changing my body. I love this. And I learned how to squat. I learned how to deadlift. Um, and that was like 2012 when, when I was wrapping up grad school. For sure. And, and back then, it was really weird to see girls in the weight room still. I think, like, CrossFit was taking off a yeah, little bit. Yeah. Um, but competitors, YouTubers, like, that really wasn't quite
1: around yet. No, I, I mean, I'd say that in the last probably couple, maybe I could give like a couple four or years. or five years? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it's definitely become much more of a, a strong force of, you know, fi- female fitness and yeah. women in the gym. And I mean, hell, I love the fact that I can walk through the gym and see, you know, a handful of females in there that are just simply doing their own thing like that. I think there's nothing more empowering than being able to walk into the gym and lift heavy things and feel like a badass and, you know, go through every day you know making yourself better and, and becoming um a more fit and healthy person yeah from the the from the inside out you know strength training is a it's the best I don't even know what to call it. it it is it is so such an empowering thing to be able to you know feel stronger and feel like you're not uh inferior to you know the guys in the weight yeah. room it's like yeah sure they're lifting the 100 pound dumbbells over their head but like in relative terms, I'd like to think that I could probably do the same, you know, Yeah. And, or have I have the power to I, do if so. If I weighed
0: double what I did. Right, when I was right, size. Right. <laughs> yeah. And it's, I think it's a, it's a confidence builder. Like for Absolutely. me, that's one thing I've noticed is confidence in the gym has translated into a lot more confidence in life oh. just in, in any circumstance. And, um, so for me, it's been amazing. So I love, I love that. Um, how did you end up at UFC Costa Mesa? Because thats I think that's a really unique gym in Orange County. Um, number one, the energy is amazing, but also just the outdoor area is really unique. Super In this gym. area. And it's just really fun.
1: Yeah, super fun gym. I love it there. Um, I got started there. Um, a girlfriend of mine, or a, a mutual friend, I should say, uh, heard that I was becoming certified in personal training, um, becoming a trainer. And kind of was like, hey, I I think that you should try out um, UFC Costa Mesa. I, I think that the gym is, you know, it's kind of your style, and I think you'd really like it there. I think you would fit well. And so, you know, thanks to her, I, I, I could say that I went in and kind of dropped off a resume and was like thinking about training. Mm-hmm. Do I fit yeah. your mold kind of thing? <laughs> and um, funny was – I actually didn't get the job as being a trainer just yet. Mm-hmm. They wanted me to work front desk, which, I mean, I was fine with. I wanted to get into uh-huh. a gym and kind of get the the vibe for it. And so when I started there, I was Lomas Silky at the front desk uh-huh. and, you know, meeting everybody and, and, and saying <laughs> that's kind of become, uh, yeah, Silky Smooth on yeah. Instagram or Silky Smooth to a yeah. lot of my colleagues. <laughs> but um, anyways, yeah, I, I was working at the front desk and kind of just worked my way into the system and kind of uh got my myself known so that when I crossed over into becoming a trainer um I already had you know some people that were kind of in my corner and rooting for me um so yeah just a a friend kind of brought me there and it ended up being just the most loving family of colleagues like I I think that the, the community of UFC gym is epic like if you haven't checked out UFC Gym Costa yeah. Mesa, go there, check it out, take some classes. Yeah, you will love it. Yeah, it's so fun. Like um, all levels of fitness. Yeah, all types of fitness. Yeah, it's
0: everything. Like if you have an interest in MMA and that ty- those type of classes, you have that. You have wow. Yeah, we deity. have our, our
1: martial arts. Our our um, you know strength and conditioning. We have our Muay Thai. We have our boxing. Um, it's really just a little bit of everything. And we even have like our, our, um, you know, strict bodybuilding, our, uh, Olympic powerlifting. Uh, there's so many different kinds of athletes Uh at that gym. Um, you know, people who are just starting people who have been active and, and, you know, competing in various different things for 10, 15 years. So it's, it's really cool to be able to kind of get my start in training, Uh uh, professional training, there just because it is there's so many people to learn from and to, you know bounce ideas off of and I think that the environment has definitely um, kind of encouraged me to grow in a positive direction. for Yeah, sure. I love that yeah. place. <laughs>
0: no, it's awesome. And I see like I see this the videos you post and it's I think the same way you can go in there and there are all these classes and trainers who are doing a variety of styles. And then there's also people just on their own training mm-hmm. in a variety of ways. There's power. There's competitive powerlifters. There's, you know, MMA fighters. Um, you have someone like me who's just doing bicep curls right. till, <laughs> till, <laughs> till the, the sun home. goes down. <laughs> yeah. um, you know, or glute kickbacks. Like, I feel a little silly in there doing that, but um, it is what it oh, is. I don't. I do it all the time. <laughs> I do it all the time. I don't feel silly. <laughs> no, no shame in the glute kickbacks. Um, but it's just, yeah, it's kind of inspiring to see a bunch of people who are all doing a variety of workouts and a variety of training styles and it just keeps it really interesting and mm-hmm. I think it also helps bring out like a creative side in the gym too because it's like Absolutely. there are monkey bars, there are the bags, like there are the boxes for jumping right. and um, you can you have pull-up bars and kettlebells yeah. bell and like all kinds of good stuff, Olympic It's an, an adult playground. <laughs> it, it, it is,
1: it kind of is.
0: It's, um, yeah, so really, really fun.
1: It definitely has brought out um, a creative side in, in my own fitness and kind of workouts. Um, I mean, you can see in in the stuff that I post that I'd say I do have a a style that's pretty, um, traditional as far as my lifts go, but there's also the times that, yeah, I want to, you know, do box jumps or kettlebell swings or go through some, um, you know, kettlebell flow workouts where I'm flipping it over my head and, uh, you know, spinning it around and it just, it, it opens up so many doors to be able to not, not just, um, specialize in one thing, but learn from, you know, our, our sports performance coaches and our, uh, kickboxing coaches. And, you know, I've, I've actually learned some glute training styles from one of our Muay Thai instructors, because, you know, you have to have the stability and the balance to be able to kick your leg up that high and still, you know, not be knocked over if somebody were to try and block you or something like that so it's just it's cool little things like that that i would have never in a million years thought of but it's something that you know they do all the time because that's that's important in that level of fitness you know
0: cool cool stuff like that that's amazing so for you i guess what what type of clientele do you market yourself towards or do you find gravitate towards you um
1: so I would say I'd say a good majority of my clients are females, um, not for any particular reason other than, well, actually, I shouldn't say that. I gravitate towards training females because, you know, like I said, I, I love helping others to, to learn and um, uh, really just empowering people who maybe don't have that confidence in the gym Mm -hmm. and kind of teaching them from the ground up of like, no, you are strong enough. No, being strong is cool. You know, you, um, you'll feel so much better in yourself and, and in your, you know, um, the way you hold yourself posturally just from building strength in, you know, your shoulders and your back and, um, building your glutes so that you can, you know, stand taller and be more stable. Um, I'd say that, yeah, most of my clients are female. I definitely still have, a handful of male mm-hmm. clients I don't discriminate yeah I like training everybody Yeah, but uh especially in kind of Orange County where I train um I I do have a lot of females a lot of you know new moms or or people who just want to kind of kick themselves back into that fit lifestyle maybe they were um you know a, a A little bit healthier years before but then they started having kids or you know fell off the wagon and and they're just kind of looking for that new outlet um as far as like my glute training and stuff like that I I'd say it's probably like 50 50 of people um just going for glute training specifically like my my boot camps Mm -hmm. and my my um, booty like small group classes Mm -hmm. and things like that but I also just have a lot of women who you know they, I mean, we still, of course, we still add in the glue training. Yeah. It's in all of my training. <laughs> yes. Don't get me wrong. Good. But, uh, but, you know, we're doing, we're just strengthening them head to toe, you know, yeah. working on their posture and, and how they hold themselves, their body language, um, you know, building confidence in more ways than just fitness. Yeah. But in, yeah, in life, mm-hmm. life everywhere. So do
0: you think, do you gravitate towards, um, like, solid, like, not selling, but I guess um working with female clients, or do you feel like they seek you out in the gym? I'd
1: say a little of both. Um, I'm I'm from a family of all girls. So mm-hmm. I would definitely say that I mesh well with females. Yeah. I, I've um I definitely have, you know, my fair share of guy friends and I, I work in an industry of mostly men. But uh-huh. as far as my kind of like the way that I am, I'd say that the the female clients, uh Feel comfortable with me, I suppose. Yeah, yeah. But uh, but yeah. I mean, I'm not, I'm not necessarily seeking out specifically females. But when you're glute training, yeah, most do, of the time, when you're
0: doing booty boot camps, Yeah, and you have and you have a great butt. So I think I think your training probably sells itself. Okay.
1: I yeah, I mean, to an extent, it, it's it's uh, a kind of marketed towards females. Yeah, I definitely have a handful of guys who actually um, love coming to my boot camps and have you know brought me along and been like, you know, I, I feel so much better, I feel so much stronger. Uh-huh. Um, I would have never thought that my leg days were missing glute specific training uh-huh. until you know you yeah. came around. So yeah, and girls notice that.
0: Yeah. So, oh like. hell yeah. <laughs>
1: I'm always on my boyfriend. I'm like, have you done your booty work this week? (laughs) Yeah,
0: guys with good butts, like girls notice. Absolutely. Um, They don't think so, but yeah, we notice. Oh, we notice. So what are, for your clients or like the programs you're developing, like what types of goals or like what types of, you know, objectives are they looking for when they start programs? I mean, I know it's it's probably a variety. Um, Orange County is a place with um, just a baked in fitness culture, fitness Mm -hmm. lifestyle, Mm -hmm. but like Somebody comes to you and says, hey, will you train me this, you know, what's the most common thing that you're hearing out of their mouths of like, I want to do, is it like I want to build a butt, is it lose weight, like what, mm-hmm. are, what are you hearing?
1: Well, so that's where it's kind of, it's, it's hearing what they want and kind of translating it into what they need. Mm-hmm. Um, hearing that they want, you know, a bigger butt. They want a tighter stomach. They want to be toned and lean. Yeah, you know, yeah. just overall um, having that look of strength, but without being, uh, I know bulky. a term. Yeah, a term that they. <laughs>
0: I'm doing air quotes.
1: Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> bulky. <laughs> <laughs> but but yeah, exactly. You know, yeah. they want to just they want to be strong. They want to be. I don't want to be bulky. Yeah, I want to be you know the hottest version of myself. But without – I think that a lot of times, you know, I say strength training and they're like, but I don't, you know, want to be building my muscles super big. And I was like, the only thing that we will be hypertrophy training is your butt, okay? Yeah. And so, you know, we'll we'll work on putting on size in the areas that we want to, our glutes, our legs, you know, our hamstrings, that kind of area. But the rest of it, a lot of it is just strength training and stability work and um, really just trying to work on yourself from the core out. Um, which a lot of people don't actually, uh, consider that the glutes are a strong part of your core. Mm -hmm. So, you, you know, your core muscles, a lot of times people are like, oh, your abs. Mm -hmm. It's not just your abs, you know, your, your abs, your hip complex, all of the muscles through basically Mm -hmm. your belly button to, you know, your groin, essentially, that's where your core is.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, and so, uh, sorry, tangent, where was I going with that? Uh, strengthening your core muscles really just to to better everything else in your life so I get a lot of people that are like oh I have bad knees I have bad hips I'm just looking to you know lose five or ten pounds and look better Mm -hmm. and I take that information and I'm like okay so you know they want to lose five or ten pounds so they're clearly not eating well enough Mm -hmm. for how much they are moving yeah um you know they they have knee problems they have hip problems most of those stem from some sort of core weakness whether yes. that be you know overactive um kind of like quads or hip flexors from sitting at their desk all day or you know just long commute yeah exactly just yeah just being sedentary in any way um not moving a whole lot so you know I then take them wanting to be lean and tone and and wanting to lose a few pounds and most of the time, I put somebody on a uh, a, a strength-based uh, routine, so we're working on more like compound movements of whether that be squats or hip thrusts or, um, you know, uh, uh, rows or pushes of any kind, pull-ups, push-ups, just kind of starting at the most basic of movements mm-hmm. and then going out from there. Okay. Uh, instead of training specific body parts, yeah. we go more for body movements. Okay. So a squat. Yes, you're working your legs, but you're yeah. also working your back, your core, your shoulders from holding yeah. the bar. Um, you know, going for a row. Yes, it's a back workout, but you're also getting your biceps, your forearms. You're, you're toning out your entire upper body. Mm-hmm. You're building strength everywhere from yeah. that. Um, and so, yeah, it, there's definitely... The people who need to lose weight and so we put them on a little bit higher cardio make sure that they are in that calorie deficit um and then continue with that strength routine because you can do all the cardio in the world to lose the fat once again air quotes yeah but <laughs> until you truly put on muscle to help keep that weight off it's going to be that yo-yo effect of yeah you know i put five pounds on i take five pounds off i put five pounds on I take yeah pounds off. yeah
0: yeah what I used to tell people, because I don't, I don't actually train people anymore. Like I keep my certification mm-hmm. up to date. I do, I'll, I'll do like general nutrition coaching. But what I always would tell people, and still do, if they are demonstrating habits that I don't think are um, the most effective, is like the difference between cardio only and like strength training with your cardio is you're building your metabolism, mm-hmm. and it's like the way a Honda Civic's engine and a Ferrari's engine are different like you want that Ferrari engine that is just going to be cranking out calorie burning, fat burning Mm -hmm. all the time. Mm -hmm. If you're just doing cardio, it's like a zero sum game. You're just trying to keep ahead of, you know, ahead of what you ate. And it's so easy to overeat, you know, what you're burning. Oh, yes. Like it's so so easy. And it's like, if you don't have that lean tissue, it's Mm -hmm. so easy, like you said, to get into this like yo-yo effect of oh, I put on five pounds, now I'm going to go do, you know, over the holidays, now I'm going to go do an hour of cardio every day to try to right. get it off, and then Ugh. I get burned out
1: by that, so then the five pounds come back. I don't know about you, but cardio is not the most fun thing in the world. No. Yeah, <laughs> <It's> right? <fun. laughs> so, I, you know, cardio I've gotten used to it, but... <laughs> it's part of your job, but it basically... Is
0: pretty much, yeah, 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 so, but no, it's like... I would go crazy if that's all I was doing. And I was definitely that girl at one point in my life, but it's, yeah, it's not the most effective. And some women, they just, if they've never done a strength training program or they've never Mm -hmm. seen the effects, like they don't know that.
1: Mm -hmm. And they, and they, you know, you're not going to even believe it until you see those results. And that's a, a, excuse me, that is a huge part of It's like, you know, when I am training someone, you have to have their full buy-in because otherwise, you know, if people aren't going to get the results that they want, then they they're like, oh well, it's not giving me anything, so it must not be working. And then they throw the baby out with bathwater and go back to their uh, starvation and cardio train kind yeah. of thing. Um, but uh, uh, I'd say that I actually have a, a handful of clients that started off as, you know, the the typical cardio bunny just. I come into the gym, I'm I'm already coming, you know, I'm already spending an hour of of Mm -hmm. my time here every day, but just doing the wrong things Mm -hmm. and not focusing on their nutrition at all. But like you said, just trying to kind of outrun their diet Mm -hmm. Um, and putting them on a a strength and conditioning style program where they're building that lean tissue and, um, you know, putting muscle on their body that will then work for them and burn that fat while they're moving versus, you know, just trying to burn calories and burn calories and burn calories.
0: Yeah. Is there um I guess a mental or an attitude shift or type of coaching that you do with your clients or that you would actively do, like you said before, having to have someone's buy-in, having to change their attitudes and their perceptions about what types of stuff they're doing is mm-hmm. there anything you actively do to try to re-coach the mindset or
1: I mean maybe encourage people I think to- that knowledge is power mm-hmm. and so really just trying to give people the information that they need to kind of believe it themselves um you know there's people that see a fad diet come out and they're super excited about it because they're like oh I think I could stick to that and so they start trying that and then um, because they don't understand the science behind it they kind of get lost or it doesn't end up working and so you know they 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 fall off and so when it comes to kind of my style of training it's more of a all-around lifestyle revamp of just Here's why eating whole you know plant-based uh, grass-fed organically raised food is going to make you feel better from the inside out because you are what you eat and not not in like a you know oh you eat a lollipop you're gonna be sweet like that no it's like literally <laughs> yeah. what y- whatever you're eating whatever it ate you are also eating mm-hmm. and so and you your know,
0: cells are going to be made out your cells you're your muscles your fat are going to be made up of whatever exactly. you eat.
1: So, you know, you you even right. mentioned the the Ferrari engine. If you want that Ferrari engine, start eating things that are going to, you know, help you build that engine, help you build that metabolism and and make it a lifestyle where you're just going to to choose a balanced lifestyle and eat, you know, your veggies and your lean meats and and make sure that you are getting your workouts in but not feel bad when you're like oh it was so-and-so's birthday at work and so I had a cupcake like yeah. don't feel guilty over yeah. that yeah. don't feel like you then oh I slipped on oh, my diet oh I need to go and, do oh, 30 more minutes of cardio
0: today yeah, yeah no. To
1: do that. no 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 yeah. screw that <laughs> eat you know eat what you will but make sure that it is balanced it's not not a one for one but do you know? It's all about what you do all the time mm-hmm. that builds your 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 engine and your your body. All of your cells are going to be made up mm-hmm. of those things that you do all the time. The healthy habits that you choose to live your life as. That you know. Sure, I eat donuts. Sure, I eat cake. You know, donuts but it's delicious. not. Yeah, but it's <laughs> a, a once in a while kind of thing yeah. versus my daily breakfast. Yes. Yeah. There's a big difference. <laughs> yeah. There. Exactly.
0: Yeah. Um, so what types of advice, I have a couple questions. So what types of advice are you giving your clients in terms of nutrition? And then also, um, wanted to dig into a little bit more about like what, um, what do the workouts look like? You said hypertrophy is really the, you're only training glutes in a hypertrophy mode, meaning a certain number of reps and sets and effort level. Mm -hmm. What type of, um, you know, I guess training style or mode are you training people? When they're doing other body parts or other movements,
1: um, so let's start with the first one. Um, my kind of uh, nutrition advice for my clients. Uh, well, to to kind of snowball off of what I was saying earlier, knowledge is power, and I truly just try and give them all of the information that they need. You know, some people some people want to go off of a specific macro plan where they're hitting you know a specific amount of Mm -hmm. protein carbs and fats every single day they thrive off of that that's what they need other people need a list of you know they these are foods that i want you to avoid and a lot of times what i put on there is like your you know highly processed foods um eat your pastas but make sure it's you know black bean or lentil pasta Mm -hmm. eat your breads but try and go for a much more you know wholehearted, seeded, seeded, uh, bread or like a sourdough or something like that. Mm-hmm. Something that's not going to, you know, go into your body and give you nothing, do nothing yeah. for you. Yeah. Um, it's all about feeding yourselves the, the, the veggies and fruits and colorful bits into your diet that are going to, you know, give you those vitamins and minerals that are going to help you be happier and, and have more energy and, and live a better life, um, sure if you you truly love the way you feel after eating McDonald's go for it but like no (laughs) I just I don't know there's times you know we're all human we have our moments where we want to have pizza or we want to have ice cream and I don't want my clients to feel like that is unhealthy or or unaccepted Mm -hmm. um I still have all of those things. Mm -hmm. It's really just a matter of finding that balance and whether or not you are, like I said, counting macros or just, I know some people give crap for this, but intuitively eating, Mm -hmm. some people thrive off of that. Personally, that's what I'm doing right now is just kind of listening to my body. And I know that sounds silly, but really, it's
0: it's a huge skill. If you you know if you can do that successfully, that's a really good skill to have.
1: It's something that I've um, put a lot of work into. That's mm-hmm. for sure. Um, but I would also say that I'm kind of like hypersensitive to what goes on in my body. Um, personally, I have a lot of food allergies and mm-hmm. and intolerances that make it so that I do really need to focus on um, kind of the how clean my diet truly really is. But that's just because if I don't eat those things or if I, you know, slip up and eat the things that I'm not supposed to eat, like, um, soy and wheat and dairy that then I just get really bad stomach aches and I don't feel good. And I, I, I feel horrible. I feel sluggish. I don't have any energy. My body's, you know, working to try and push these things through my system. If you feel like that after eating something, don't eat that thing anymore. Like that's, that's kind of how it's worked in my (laughs) mind. And so... Um, trying to kind of teach that to my clients, um, it's definitely a skill. It definitely takes time and, you know, trial and error and figuring out what makes you feel good and what makes you not feel good. Um, but as long as you are starting with a base of, you know, lean meats or some sort of protein source, if, you're, if you don't eat meat, um, whether that be lentils, beans, you know, rice, things like that, also having loads and loads of veggies. Yes. All of the veggies. All the veggies. My, you know, that's something that, that my clients kind of struggle with at times because I don't understand this. I love veggies. Like to my core, vegetables make me happy. Same Same girl. (laughs) And so when I meet somebody that is like, oh, I have to eat broccoli. I'm like, well, no, you can eat Asparagus, you yeah. can eat cauliflower, yeah. you can have eggplant, you can have, you know, bell peppers, <laughs> spinach, whatever you want. It doesn't have to be just broccoli. Broccoli is a great vegetable, but yeah. that's not what you eat. Can a eat.
0: variety. Yeah. Yeah, but I, I'm the same way. I I have a hard time understanding people that don't like vegetables. I think <laughs> just because I ate so many of them growing up.
1: I um, thanks mom and dad. They yes. did a great job of that. Yeah,
0: absolutely. So I kind of want to explore this a little bit because that's an interesting topic. Um, and this is also something that's very hard for bikini girls to do because it's so, so easy to get a really warped mindset about food and your body mm-hmm. and, you know, an extreme case of, you know, in extreme cases, you know, that that's body dysmorphia. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, how did you, or what did you do to get to a point where you could just intuitively eat?
1: Ooh. Because I don't uh, think bikini girls can,
0: you know, for the most part, I don't think bikini, bikini girls can do that after they've competed.
1: It's really hard. I, ooh, to put a finger on that. it's. I don't think it was one, you know, pivotal moment that I was like, I can do this. I can intuitively eat. I think it really just stemmed from when I started – kind of getting into nutrition and figuring out what I needed to eat. I was actually dating a guy at the time that was super, super honed in on his nutrition. And he was trying to, um, he was into bodybuilding. He was trying to gain weight, but very much so just that tall, lean, lanky figure that mm-hmm. it's really hard to put weight on. Yeah,
0: I wouldn't know anything
1: about that. Uh, no, um, <laughs> what? Me? No. Yeah. <laughs> but um, so kind of watching him eat, I... I tried that style, which was basically ground beef,
0: White mixed rice. veggies,
1: and brown rice and quinoa. Okay. That was it. Okay. That was all he ate, like oh, gosh. lunch and dinner all the time. Sometimes it was a turkey patty and something mm-hmm. else. I don't know. It was, I tried it. Mm-hmm. Obviously, it gives you great results because you're eating, you know. Super clean, like very simple. The cleanest. Yeah. It was eggs in the morning you know, turkey patty and broccoli for lunch, ground beef and mixed veggies and rice mm. for dinner. And like, that was it. That was yeah. all we ate. Yep. And, yes. and just rinse, repeat just over and over yeah. again. Yeah. Sure. I looked shredded, <laughs> but like internally and like even my skin was just like, no, this is not what you should be eating. This does not make you feel good. I would, you know, constantly be dealing with um, digestive problems and my stomach bloating. And you know, some days I'd look super cut and awesome, and then the next day I'd be like, "What the heck? Like, what? What is this kind yeah. of thing?"
0: Yeah.
1: Um. So really, just trying to look for what was going to make me feel better. I think is where the whole eating intuitively kind of came about, um, because I would constantly be, you know, eating something and then waiting a couple hours and being like, okay, did that make my stomach hurt or was that in my mind? You know, am I, am I truly feeling this way? Uh,
0: I've am I tried. sluggish? Am I not sluggish?
1: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Trying, to, trying to listen to, um, exactly, those signs of, uh, do I have a headache? Am I, you know, feeling uh, cloudy in my mind? Um, am I feeling like I need an extra cup of coffee when, in reality, I, you know, had a wonderful night's sleep? Um, and kind of listening to those, those signs and finding, I guess, just what worked the best, um, which, as of now, is predominantly plant-based. I do eat, you know, loads and loads of colorful cruciferous vegetables, um, you know, leafy greens and, and all the tomatoes and peppers and basically anything. And I'm always down to try something new. Um, but then also mixing in, um, my fair share of like lean meats. Um, there was a point in time that I actually was not eating any meat at all. I didn't call myself vegan because I still mm. would have, like, honey and, like, things like that. Yeah. But I wasn't vegan, but I ate pretty – like, to the naked yeah. eye, they'd be like, but you're eating like this. You know, what is this? Yeah. Um, And that that worked out for a little while, but I still even didn't feel my best eating that way. So what I found to work best for myself has kind of taught me um, – that it's a lot of trial and error and, and not one specific diet is going to work for every human body. And really just trying to teach my clients to like, okay, we, we're going to not scrap what you're doing completely, but look at kind of what is going into your body. How are you feeling? These symptoms that you're explaining to me, whether it be, you know, even down to like low energy sh- yeah,
0: like crashes in the afternoon yeah. or oh yeah you know like if somebody's eating a lot of sugar usually like that's super common Is mm-hmm. like they have mm-hmm. no energy they're super sleepy in the middle of the day or right. like if they're having super heavy lunches stuff mm-hmm. like that really obvious signs but it can be more subtle than that and too. that's another
1: one too is just like the the timing of eating and yeah. everything like that some people are fine eating three big meals a day some people like you I'm sure eat a much more spaced out six meals yeah Yeah. exactly and like myself I wouldn't necessarily call them all meals but I'm constantly snacking I always have something that's gonna you know Mm -hmm. I'm I'm ready to eat whenever I need it yeah um and yeah it's just because that's kind of what has worked best it's um eating smaller meals so that my body doesn't have to work so hard to digest all of that you know all of the energy doesn't have to go into my stomach and and focus super hard on digesting those foods or that huge meal that I just ate but more so keeping my metabolism going and really just eating little bits and yeah like, okay it's gone down I'll be hungry in mm, 20 minutes <laughs> sounds yeah. good like that's that's yeah. kind of the lifestyle that I lead and that's okay that works yeah. for me